Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's RBC Heritage. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Hello, boys. What a week. Uh, we almost got your playoff there, by the way, Rick. We're really, really close to that repeat playoff. Um, pretty good stuff, though. Yeah, which we, I guess, had determined uh, had never happened before. The same two guys being in a playoff. Again, th- this was the first time the same two guys were in the final group after going to a playoff the year before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was pretty uncharted territory. Yeah. Special. Special. Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello to you. How we doing? I, I've I've watched so much golf. My eye, like my left eye, is it has exploded. Um, it's all bloodshot. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm gonna play through it. It'll be like my flu game. Are you left eye dominant while watching golf? <laughs> I I have no idea. I I don't know what happened. I noticed it last uh, yesterday afternoon. I guess it started just getting red and going crazy might have got some dirt in it when i was coaching baseball who mm. who, who can say I, I have no idea can it's you just still much time with speed and contention <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is what it does to me can you still rub dirt on something when dirt is the problem is, is <laughs> the solution to still no. rub some dirt on it no it's it's certainly not i mean there's these 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 youth baseball fields there's no i mean i feel like gary player here but there's no water for them there's just dust everywhere it's it's problematic problematic well we finished a long day of golf with a three-hole playoff we will discuss that uh, very much in depth but let me set the stage a little bit here for a full day of sunday action christian bezadenhout greg laid the blueprint early around harbor town a seven under 64 that was bogey free he goes out in 31 and he does it in the way that bezadenhout usually does it gaining nearly five strokes putting but this was this was the path this was if you were going to go out shoot something early do what Cbez did right and that, that front nine has been exactly where you take advantage of it all week you're going to see in a lot of the scorecards we show birdies at one and two uh, and then and then a couple of other birdies late there maybe five and six or maybe four and five uh, you'll see a lot of back-to-back birdies in that stretch and this is what what Christian did today uh, a lot of the putts that he made were in that 10 to 15 foot range which is you feel like they're makeable. But to me, this is what this golf course presents. If, if you're able to get the ball in position off the tee and on the green, you're left with a lot of these putts. 
Uh, and when you're when you're feeling it like he was today, but you can go shoot 64. That's that's out there. So really good, really clean round from him. Moves up 37 spots to finish T19, which cashes Mark's best bet of Chris John Bezade and Hope to finish inside the top 40 at plus 120. It was another front nine 31, this time for Justin Thomas, KP. Not necessarily the result that JT was looking for, T25, but a Sunday 66 might put a little, little juice in his boots moving forward. Juice in his boots. Yeah. I've never heard that. I think Is I just a... made it up. No, I've never okay. heard it either. Okay. I I mean, we might as well. Yeah. Might as well start start using it. Juice I mean, it JT JT needs a little juice in his boots. Uh, you know, he he's not you know, Masters Week was really interesting because there was a lot of chatter about about like what's going on with JT. A lot of kind of behind this not behind the scenes, but a lot of um rumors about you know injury is he fully healthy what's going on and you know jt is one of the guys that you want to see thriving at the big events at the major championships because to me he's one of the eight to ten guys that matters the most so doesn't mean a lot for this week because he didn't win and that's kind of all that matters to jt but could mean a lot for quail hollow for oak hill for lacc and hopefully gets him kind of uh kick-started on on uh on the year yeah we talked about the log jam was it last night greg that we talked about the log jam in, at this board and uh josh has a great note in our outline here there were 10 players within four shots of the lead when the leaders went off and there was even more guys 16 within four shots when the leaders were playing the fifth hole so this was a, a tournament that someone was going to have to go out and win it was not going to fall into the lap of anyone um Sorry, it's because there are those rounds of 64 out there. And and especially when the scoring happens on the front nine the way it did, the number of 30s and 31s that you see on that front nine is in, is incredible. And and JT is one of them. So I mean he the thing that puts juice in his boots for me was is the precision of the tee, much more accurate today. I mean he had 12 or 14 fairways. And and that kind of allowed him to utilize his strength, which the iron play seemed to come alive a little bit today. Made a couple of putts today. Um, but to me, it all started with the with the tee shots. Yeah, a couple other guys tried to get themselves into the mix here, KP. Uh, Sahith Tagala uh, goes out and shoots a 66. Sung J.M. got off to a very hot start, four under through eight and five under through ten. They would end up finishing, let's see, respectively, Sahith T5, Sung J T7, Continue. I, I'm impressed with what uh, both of these guys have done. Sahith is starting to learn more golf courses now, getting into everything for you know the second time and playing well. And then Sungjae is just a, a machine who never plays bad. He, he is a machine. I, I'm I'm ready for the Sahith win. You know you you can you can see it coming. Uh, it's going to happen. There's going to be a week where everything just clicks and he makes some stupid putts and he ends up winning a golf tournament and then it'll probably be an episode of full swing season two. Uh, so I, I'm excited about that. He's a, I think both of these guys in a lot of ways are good characters in a sport that needs more of them. And uh, I like thinking, talking and writing uh, about both of them. So, you know, I, I think Sahith, you want to see him be a little bit more consistent from T to green. He, he can get, 
I think it was at the Masters. I remember somebody had a tweet like he chips in on 16 and then he hits one in the grandstand on 17. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the sort of the deal with him. So all these guys are pursuing consistency and you'd like to see him just get a little bit more consistent from Tita Green uh, as, as he continues chasing that first win. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, I guess you're not counting his win with Tom Hoagie at the QBE shootout as his first win. I, I'm, unfortunately for him, I am not. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, to 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 drive the point home, he goes. This these are his finishes this year: 33, 54, T4, T39, T6, T14, 74, T31, ninth, and then uh, I think. What was he fifth T5, this week? Five, I believe. Yeah. So it's just it's it's a little all over the place, which is great if you're missing cuts and winning, missing cuts and winning. But his are just they're almost like not uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not far enough on the edges. Like he needs to, his worst or his bad needs to be a little bit uh, worse, and his good needs to be a little bit better, or he just needs to be more consistent across the board. So he's kind of in this weird. It's like the NBA where you either need to be like really good or really bad. And he's like in this purgatorial middle ground where it doesn't, it doesn't really accomplish a lot for him. The worst thing in the NBA is getting into the playoffs and losing in the first round every year. Yes. That's the worst. Yeah. But Kyle also to um, drive home your point on the TD green stuff. I mean, he had less than half the fairways today yeah. uh, and, and hit nine greens. And he might be five. Right. Yeah, he's kind of got that feel. <laughs> I mean, he, he had three hole outs from off the green. Yeah. You know that three and one and uh, on Sunday. I mean, he did it at the Masters last week as well. I, I don't think it was. I think he had had multiple holeouts from off the green Sunday there too. Uh, so, that that's a tough thing to rely on. Yeah, and I might have been. I think the way I said that was incorrect. Like he needs to be more consistent with his game. Uh, I'm fine with the finishes being inconsistent as long as some of them are resulting in you know top twos, top threes, whatever. But the tee to green stuff is just, it's a little, I think it's a little speedy and they're like, you can like play in top 10 like that. I don't know how much you can win like that, you know? So the, I guess that's what I mean by more of the consistency. Yeah. He led the field in uh strokes gain short game by nearly two full strokes, 10.8 between around the green and putting. He lost strokes Jeez. on approach. So that's certainly one way to get it done. Not necessarily something you can do every single week. Let me add another voice to this conversation because he has finished up his editorial work and we are going to bring him in right now. It is Patrick McDonald. And Patrick, hello to you. What's going on? Talking about Sahith. I love That's it. That's right. Yes. Do you have anything to um, add on him? Yeah. Uh, week after major championships on a Pete Dye design, sign him up. Travelers Championship mm. after the U.S. Open last year. You know, Xander was in the mix this week, too. Mm. Rick, look into those uh, numbers for me, please. Very specific trend. <laughs> I like that. Uh, while all this was happening, while Sung Jay was making a run, while uh, Xander, who we'll talk about in a second, was making a run, that guy, the number one player in the world, our new Masters champion, Greg, jumped into the booth and wasn't a walk and talk, wasn't a two-question interview. It was John Rahm, fresh off the golf course, Given us some analysis of the shots that he was seeing Patrick Cantlay play and Jordan Spieth play and Matt Fitzpatrick play. Tell you what, pretty good stuff. Pretty good. Yeah, it, it was really good. Uh, Excited. He, he sounded happy in there. He sounded calm. Um, and, and he gave some really good insight, too. It was pretty cool. I thought that um, that he was in there for the Patrick Cantlay situation on 14, which is just so bizarre. 
uh, it's such a bizarre situation and to get a player uh you know to, to get a player who's you know uh, competing in the event to be able to talk about what he would do in that situation is is just so rare and unique um so definitely appreciative of of john's time and and it, i enjoyed that part I, I enjoyed many of the breakdowns that he gave and um yeah he was he was really good in there it reminded yeah. me of uh phil at the 2020 pga right <laughs> Which I thought, remember? which I thought they would do, because I thought that that was pretty widely enjoyed by all. I thought this would be more common. Maybe it's just hard to get guys, especially on a Sunday, who want to fly out of town to hang around for a little bit longer and give well, you thirty minutes. Like I thought it would happen more. Yes, for sure. What the second part you said is correct. It's hard to get guys to do it. The Phil thing felt like a. <laughs> I mean, this feels like a lifetime ago, but it felt like a little bit of a, hey, this is what fill in the booth could look like type thing from, I don't know which side of that was like pushing for, maybe both sides, who, who can say. But this was more unique in that it, it, it felt like a, you know, making, like doing the tour of like winning the Masters. And this was just another stop. Now, that live golf was happening at a very high level was just sort of like a, a unintended benefit, I think, of, of throwing him in there. But he was extraordinary. I mean, it's always easier, you know, for guys that just come off the course and have have been playing like the like actually been playing the course that they're now breaking down with guys that are still playing. So I I think you can't expect that from anybody that's in the booth, but. He was, he was, he, the funniest part was he, he goes, uh, you know, this is not my job. So bear with me here. And then he just proceeds to <laughs> break down in the most in, intricate detail, Patrick Cantley short game that I've ever heard. I mean, he's talking about like the loft he hits his chip shots with, and you know, he likes to draw the here. And it, it was, just, it was, it was unbelievable. Like I couldn't get enough of it. It was great. John Rahm, a big believer in under promise over deliver, which yes. I also subscribe mm -hmm. to. Well done, John Rahm. More of that. Well, he was focused on that final group, Patrick, the big three, Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay. This was a, a three-way duel throughout the entirety of the afternoon. And since we've already talked about uh, or alluded to it, the, the shot on 14, the moment on 14, the decision on 14 where Patrick Cantlay uh, chips his second shot back down towards the water on the par three and his ball gets wedged up a little wedgie action uh, between the, what is that? The bulkhead and the stanchion. What would you, I don't even know that, that's how I would describe it. And we got a full on from the moment I knew he was going to try to hit that shot because he never once even like looked at where he could drop it. He kept wedging hand the entire time trying to figure out what the best way he could play this shot was. I think Rom even said uh, for him personally, he's like, yeah, this is a point in time when uh, Adam would be trying to talk me out of this golf shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was an incredible shot. I think, uh, I think Dottie Pepper mentioned on the broadcast that Fitzpatrick and Spieth were a bit peeved with how long it took him to kind of weigh his options in that moment, whether to take a drop or not, but there is no way he could take a drop at that uh at that time, it would have, you know, led to an instant double bogey and just out of the tournament. He only finished one stroke out of the playoff when all things were said and done. But yeah, uh, you saw Spieth chip first. I can't believe he hit that chip after Spieth hit that chip. You would think of the two, the first one would go in the water. 
given how fast it is, but it was the second one. And someone like Cantley, who's pretty uh, methodical, uh, it was a surprise, but unbelievable golf shot. Okay, so real quick, uh, share my screen, Josh, and we'll just show you where Tourcast had this ball. Um, that's not a real location. So obviously, things. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, Torcast couldn't couldn't really find where this thing was. It's it's basically hanging out over there. Uh, but apparently, I think we have the video of this shot. Do we not? Yeah, this is this. Okay, so this That's is a second. It's gonna roll towards Settle the water. Down. Settle down. That bit sit down. Well, it's fine. Oh my word! Little wedgie. Well, that was exactly this what we were talking about. This happened with was it Shane Lowry a couple of years ago, where he 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 either chipped it in or chipped it close to the water from. I mean, that happens every year on that hole, and it's such a. Oh, that was last year. Somebody somebody also imploded out of that bunker, right? Out of that bunker into the water. Maybe that was Lowry. Lowry Do you remember what I'm talking about, the water. Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a difficult. I mean, you can't stop it. It's just so. It makes it actually made Spieth's shot right before that look a lot better. Let's uh, we have the chat, we have the chip that he actually hit, which this is insane to even try. And he pulls it off. How did Greg, how does the ball? Oh, yeah, how does it even pop up like that? Only like a, a I feel like a third of it he had access yeah. to. How did he get it to pop up? You know, it, it was kind of difficult to tell, and I was looking at it almost thinking, well, you could you could ensure this goes forward if you putt, you know, yeah, or like, kind of you get like like top spin, right? Top, like yeah, like, you get a little top spin. I was surprised. I, I was really surprised at how uh, at how it came out. I don't know if he hit it a little bit thin. Um, he must have, but he just he kind of shifted his hands because that that's the other thing. Like the ball position has to be back, otherwise you're going to be standing in the water. Uh, so that's not possible. So, but he moves his hands back and recenters it, and just I mean that's just a, a creative shot that could be a disaster. I mean, you think about hitting it off of a, off of a piece of wood with it, it, it um, essentially sitting down. How easy it would be to hit the is that the bulkhead or the stanchion? I don't know. Whatever <laughs> the stanchion in that scenario. All right. So if it hits the stanchion behind the ball and he hits it thin, you know, now you got a real problem. So look, I, I think he had a very very small window of opportunity with a wedge there, and I, I think he just clipped it perfectly and got the leading edge under the equator. And that's why it's able to pop up. Um, but very, you know, what it reminded me of was Will Zalatoris at yeah. in Memphis last mm -hmm. year. Um, and I was kind of thinking he could try it. Maybe he should. He's got to move it like a foot. Um, I, but it's so risky. It, it's, it's a, it's so risky. Ultimately, I agree with Patrick um, where Mc, Patrick McDonald, where you, you know, you're giving yourself a double bogey if you take a drop. I was pretty impressed by the shot. Is is Patrick Cantlay playing slow? Is that a real thing, a real problem, or is that a, an easy refrain at the moment? Well, I think it's. Uh, I think it's all go around. Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, you can't deny how much faster Fitzpatrick and Spieth were in the playoff. It was yes, shocking. But Fitzpatrick is definitely on the fastest end of things he's going to make everybody look slow yes yeah i agree all right yeah. so 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 fitzpatrick is being so fast can't like maybe skewing slow or is he actually is it actually problematic 
I think there's, I think he's, here, here's my thing. There's a lot of slow guys out there. He's one of the few uh, stars that is slow. Mm-hmm. Like oh, most of the stars, pretty fast. Rory, Rom, uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think more, uh, I can't remember more Kawa. Uh, Shuffler's, I guess, not super fast. Um, Speed, I don't know. Speed can do both. I mean, one shot he'll take like 15 minutes, and then he'll, you know, not even think about the next seven. So I, I just I think that most of the top guys are some of the fastest guys, and so Cantlay sticks out because he's a top guy, but he's also one of the slower ones. Patrick, the they said it took five minutes for him to hit that shot. Now I I think he definitely skews slow. But mm-hmm. if that was Jordan Spieth talking to Michael Greller for five minutes about that shot, <laughs> we would have thought yeah. it was the greatest entertainment yes. ever. It's just because Patrick Cantlay is very boring and not really all that fun to watch that I think his longer moments get amplified. There, there's a few things that go into this, right? I mean, we had more people watching the Masters than normally, and that comes to light, the picture of Brooks and Rom waiting on the 16th tee. Uh, so they just instantly think Patrick Cantlay is this super slow guy. Uh, but I, I don't – maybe I'm giving Cantlay too much credit, but I think there's a bit of game gamesmanship in it, honest, to an extent. You know you have two very quick players behind you at the Masters. Why not play slow, you know, within the rules, within the in the time frame? Today you have Fitzpatrick, one of the fastest players, and then you have Ants in my pants, Johnson, Jordan Spieth <laughs> alongside you. Like, why would you not want to play slow and make those guys kind of, you know, fidget a little bit more? It clearly if, was affecting them. Exactly. They so were. If you're, if you're with, they were the angsty. Rules, in the time, I'm all for it. I think it needs a little bit more of that. Honestly, is he slow? You yes, want more slow? Patrick McDonald wants more <laughs> slow play. Is I want that more, the more gamesmanship. The game the within away. the game. A little inside baseball, and I think. You know, Cantlay is an extremely intelligent cat. And I think there is a little bit of gamesmanship to it where you're in the penultimate group at the Masters. You have two of the fastest players behind you. Make them sweat it out. You're playing with two fast players today. Make them sweat it out. So, you know, I, I Patrick, I think you're right in the, on that. Um, and not, not just gamesmanship for the other guys that you're playing with, but for yourself. Like he, he talked about how they were waiting on every shot too. And so he takes his time walking off the greens, takes his time everywhere that he goes, but it's almost like he's intentionally pacing himself. So the stagnant time is minimized because I'm going to, I'm not going to rush to wait, but I'm not going to rush to wait. So that's the other thing about pace of play is you got an entire golf course here in front of you that affects how fast you can go. And, and if you play really fast, you're going to be standing around a lot. You play a little slower, it, it makes it feel a little more normal. But I, ultimately, I, I think the biggest thing with Cantlay and why the perception is of his pace is so slow is how long the routine takes. Right? I mean, it's, so every routine takes a long time. And then all of a sudden, you get a moment like this. And it just, uh, I mean, they, can you believe this? It, t- it takes five minutes to hit a shot. I mean, players take a long time when they're in situations like that. It happens all the time. Um, but when you have the putt-in routine like he does and, you know, you're shuffling your feet and 
every movement that he makes is slow. You just you feel like you're watching a sloth, and this is just putting gasoline on the fire. Um, so uh, yeah, I I think it's I, I don't think Cantlay is like the biggest slow play problem on the PGA Tour. Well, so the, re- okay, Kyle. real quick, uh, Finau and Brooks are also fast. But the thing I was going to say, I I'm just I just go to the other end of it and say more more guys should just be like Fitzpatrick. Like whatever you want to say about Cantlay or Spieth or whatever, like just be like Fitzpatrick. Like it, you know, Andy Johnson's talked about this a lot uh, at the fried egg of playing fast is and thinking quickly under duress is a skill. And I mean, you're seeing it, Rick, with with baseball right now. the The shot clock is. I haven't I haven't watched it, but from what I've read. The shot clock is like a really great thing for the it's, sport. It's sick. <laughs> and I don't know how you implement that in golf. I don't know what you do, but it would be a shot clock. It would be kind of awesome. Well, I guess what I'm saying, Greg, is like you, you don't have just one event yeah. taking place at all times. It has it's, to be like chess. You get a bank of time that you can use throughout the event. So if you want to take five shots on, on 14, that's fine, but you just ate up five minutes of your time of your bank. See, well, the thing about the shot clock to me in golf is it's the only way to, to unclog the drain and the, the clog in the drain. When you look at pace of play from, you know, you know, from the blimp view, the clog in the drain is the greens. And you have to get people off the greens quicker because players, t- we, we know they've done studies on this. It, it takes significantly less time off the tee, a little bit more on approach. And when you get on and around the greens, the time that it takes players to hit shots slows down dramatically. So if you hit the ball as quickly as Matt Fitzpatrick does, like DJ is a great example. He hit, he, he picks his club and hits it right away. And when he gets on the greens, he slows way down. And, and as a general rule, everybody does that. But if you have 30 or 40 seconds, whatever the time is, all of a sudden, everybody's getting off the green quicker. Everybody's trying to get they're reading their putts while other players are putting. Uh, they're they're getting ahead so that their time doesn't count. Uh, that's that's my view on it. And I, I know it would, it would absolutely work. Yeah, I mean, it. Speaking of Fitzpatrick, uh, to finish your analogy that I think you put in Slack, Patrick, Fitzpatrick is the seven seconds or less Suns. He's the Steve Nash Suns. And Cantlay is the four corners North Carolina from Mike. <laughs> from Dean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cantlay's out there like he's on a trip with Napa with Xander just squashing grapes. I mean, who, yeah, for sure. Who, who's against a shock? I mean, who's against, there is a shot clock. Like, there's, we're acting like there's not, there's no time limit. There is. It's not really adjudicated. It's not applied necessarily. But I, I just don't know who would be against that. The top, the best players for the most part are all very fast. I think it works to their advantage because they've been, they're experienced. They've been in those situations before when things are moving quickly, they're not moving as quickly for those guys as they are the lesser players. It just, I don't know. It, it, it just, to me, it makes too much sense for it to happen, for it not to happen. We get through 14. We move to 15. Uh, Jordan Spieth lays up. This is the par five while uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Patrick Cantlay both uh, intentionally, Patrick, intentionally bang it into the grandstand using a little strategy there, getting your free uh, temporary uh, immovable object relief and and going about your way that way. 
absolutely disgusting. They should have walked off the course there. Uh, the tartan jacket should be in Spieth's hand just because of that. I think they did it on nine as well. Cantley did at least. Uh, the drivable par four, he blasted it into the grandstands there too. So twice an offender on Sunday alone, plus a slow play. Uh, <laughs> clearly not in a good light for golf fans. But yeah, I'm surprised uh, Spieth uh, laid up there, but he threw a dart in there right inside Fitzpatrick's line. And to Fitzy's credit, he rolled it in uh, and, uh, and Spieth did as well. So that felt like a big moment. If Fitzpatrick failed to connect there, that probably could have been the tournament. Uh, in my opinion, but just rolling that in, knowing Spieth is going to make his because you gave him the line was uh, big time onions. Big time onions. The They all make birdie on 15, Greg. They go to 16. That is where Spieth and Cantlay make par while Matt Fitzpatrick rolls in a five-footer for birdie. And now things are starting to get real tense here coming down the home stretch. This was a this was the shot Matt Fitzpatrick needed. I mean, you look at what he does during this round today, and he takes care of the par fives, and and, and really nothing else until this one at sixteen, and he finally just paints one right down the flagstick, uh, and and makes a big birdie to tie speed. This is how leaders are. This is how you know fifty four hole leaders should play. This is the ideally how you draw it up. Take care of the par fives. You don't make any mistakes. I get one good iron shot in there or wedge and all of a sudden you, you end up winning. Um, so this, this was the shot for me with Matt Fitzpatrick uh, aggressive at a left hole location uh, and just took it right at it where Spieth who was in the lead kind of got a little conservative or right? I played it out to the right a little bit too far. Uh, and, and if the roles were reversed, I think Spieth would have been much more aggressive. Uh, and he, and he probably looks back and says he, he should have, they get to 16, excuse me, 17 TKP. Fitzpatrick and Spieth are at 17 under. Cantlay is at 15 under. This is the par three. Uh, Fitzpatrick hits a good one, does not convert the birdie putt, and a little bit of foreshadowing because he's going to have that putt coming up again. Uh, Spieth hits one to 30 feet or so, does not convert, and then Cantlay was in the front bunker, is able to get up and down. So they are all making par there but this is this is going to end up being a pivotal hole we're going to see some of these putts again here shortly and the the lines that Fitzpatrick was taking on this hole were flabbergasted I mean he hit it left of that pin uh both times right Mm -hmm. and you're, you're like man that's that's crazy he had some really just quality golf shots over the last whatever two and a half hours probably three hours of that tournament so yeah nothing really they both made three there right in regulation Mm -hmm. i guess in the playoff also so nothing really happened fitzpatrick had a look to you know at that point you would have thought win the tournament uh he missed it but uh i was just really impressed with some of the the golf shots that he hit 18 was too little too late for Patrick Cantlay. Patrick McDonald, he makes birdie, but he is going to fall one shot out of the playoff. It's Patrick and Spieth both make par, setting up a two-man playoff in a designated – is this our first playoff in a designated event, or have we had one yet? I believe so, because it's only been Chris yeah. Kirk, right, this year? Chris Kirk in a playoff. Yeah, I think that's I think, right. At yeah, yeah. So we are setting up our first playoff. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Matt Fitzpatrick were both 
selected in our one and done. We'll talk about that in a bit, but uh, we get a pretty, I, I think Patrick, the odds makers had this basically 50, 50 on, on who was going to, on who was going to win it. Yeah. How about uh Spieth first taking two clubs to the T? I don't know if that was in regulation or not to the widest fairway in the PGA. That tour. was, I think that was regulation. And then in the playoff, He's over the ball and he backs off like he's like this isn't gonna make it. That was, was that, unbelievable. Was that the first playoff hole? Right? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spieth flags it. He thought it was all over. It just received zero check whatsoever. I'm not really sure why his ball. There must be like a downslope there, like right in front of that pin or something, because his ball was all over that pin and then rolled out 30 feet. Uh, and then kind of going back to. 16 when he left Spieth left that birdie putt short in regulation you know maybe like a, a few revolutions short that kind of marked the beginning of him not getting putts to the hole like he did the first 15 holes he didn't hit the putt in the first playoff hole firm enough I know it caught the edge but just a bit more firm it's uh center cut there so uh Fitzpatrick definitely got away with one especially with that six foot uh comebacker for par yeah, we'll talk about uh, each of these playoff holes here in just a second. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Playoff hole number one, back to 18. As uh, Patrick already talked about a little bit here, KP, uh, Spieth has a birdie putt to win because uh, Fitzpatrick has already missed his birdie putt. And we got a historically slow lip out uh, for victory. One that caused Jordan Spieth to not only drop the putter, but also remove the hat from his head. Surrender. We got a surrender Cobra from Spieth on the first playoff hole. Uh, I mean, did y'all not think it? I thought it was, I thought it was going in. Me too. It was going too slow to not go in. Because they, yeah, they had that kind of worm cam from from behind the putter. And you're watching it and you're like, oh, that's that's in the that's in the center. And then it and then it somehow ends up like right behind the hole. It, it, it just the it, I, and and even with like two feet left, it was on the left hand side, and it ends up right, lips out right, and goes behind the hole. And it was just he 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 definitely thought it was in. I thought it was in. The reaction was, I mean, maybe it's just me. It probably is, but I can't get enough of Spieth. Like just his, and and it's weird, right? Because he's not he's not like an extraordinary personality. He's not like this gregarious person he doesn't 
he's not super like unique. He just looks like a regular guy who plays golf at a very high level. And maybe it's just because we know him very well over the last, or we've gotten to know him very well over the last 10 years, the Greller stuff. I don't know what it is, but it's just intoxicating to watch. And so his reaction after he misses and <laughs> just can't believe it. I don't know. It, the whole thing was just hysterical to me. Here, uh, here's the putt. If you're watching on YouTube, we have the video. Oh yeah. Here we go. Wow. Worm cam. That's Boom. That, in. that can't miss. Right. Oh. There's the hat. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, just in just histrionics. Just can't believe it. Play it again. Re- restart it. There, there's just no. There is just no way that this ball touches the lip at this speed and does. Can not you pause it like halfway? Yeah. Oh, that's the spot right there. It looks like it's going to start turning left. Yeah. And dive in the middle. Now do like Josh. Do like play like a half more second and then pause it again. It's it. Still it. Do it oh, again. No, yeah, but it's getting a little dicier. Now it's yeah, right there. It, mo- it wiggled right. Yeah. It's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what? A quarter of an inch left oh, and it's in. Goodness. I mean, it catches the lip and falls instead of. There's just no way that putt can end look, up. Look how many directly. Sorry, Cobras are in the background. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, that, that was great. They showed that on the broadcast too. There were some guys in the background that had hysterical reactions. Ah, uh, the whole yeah, just all of it. I mean, Spieth's face right there. He got the, kind of the 2018 Open Championship haircut or whenever that was. Where yeah, he got, high, high and tight. Yeah, like a little too high and tight. This one's better, but I don't know, man. It was, it was. The whole playoff was phenomenal. I yeah. loved it. Second playoff hole, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick again goes left of the pin on on 17, and he missed the first putt in regulation right, missed this from basically the same spot left. And, Greg, if you like Jordan Spieth with an opportunity to make a putt to win a golf tournament, I got it on a second straight hole for you. This one lacked pace and did not drop either. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure if the first one lacked. I mean, it would have, uh, for you know, watching the replay, it would have gone in with a little more pace. But I didn't think he hit a tentative putt there. This one I thought was a little more tentative. You know, there's there's not a lot of movement in it. Uh, and I thought watching the stroke uh, and watching the the pace of this thing dying in, that's not a putt that you want to have dying into the hole, right? You can you can hit that with a little bit of pace. Um, and if anything, you got to know that it's going to fall to the right if you are going to die it in because Fitzpatrick's putt is downhill. So that was a little disappointing. And I think he had the right read on it. I think he had the right line. And I think he hit it shorter than he wanted to. So that that that's the one that is just a killer. It, it's a killer. But, I mean, he had a much better shot in there than he did in regulation. Fitzpatrick dialed in the same one. Jordan Spieth said, all right, it's time to I, I got to go at this now. And stepped up and hit the shot, which was beautiful. And and he should have put he should have put this to bed right here. Two pars. The show must go on back to 18T. And this one uh, was not going to require a lot of drama on the putting surface because Matt Fitzpatrick stuffs his approach to one foot. And after Jordan Spieth misses his long range birdie attempt, Patrick, it was nothing more than a formality as uh, Matt Fitzpatrick said, I'm not even going to move my mark. I'm going to put my ball down. 
knock this in from 12 inches and become the RBC Heritage Champion in 2023. The uh, Harbortown poker chip as the ball marker. I don't know mm. if you guys picked up on that as well, but it felt like Fitzpatrick for the most part was hitting from the same area in the fairway uh, each time they went through 18, maybe not uh, during regulation. They were both on the more left side of the fairway, but and Spieth was kind of varying with his distance. Uh, like one of his tee shots, it looked a little flary, maybe a little spinny and he kind of had a tough time dialing up uh, his approach numbers and Fitzpatrick. I mean, it was just, Perfect. Nothing more. Said it was another non-iron kind of smirked a little bit referencing the 72nd hole at the U S open, but you give Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, three shots out there. He's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Uh, and you know, Spieth just didn't close him out when he had the opportunities and Fitzpatrick did. I was trying to see what his distances were. So he hit it to, um, in the first playoff hole, he hit it to like 30 feet right because then he ran that one by hit it to hit it to let's see what he hit it to in regulation uh a little 23 feet so he was like 23 feet 25 feet and then stuffed it to one foot after he finally got it dialed in. how about these two career pga tour wins greg only two for matt fitzpatrick they're both pretty sizable the u.s open at Brookline, and then the designated event RBC Heritage here in April of 2023. Those are those are two good ones to have. Yes, very good to have. I mean, I, did he win? Was he a winner in college? Because I'm thinking. I mean, this is like his he first was only win. He, he was only in college for like a month. Oh, yeah. it was a short stay at Northwestern. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if he's won it anywhere but Brookline in the U.S. until now. Um, which is pretty cool. So yeah, but it, but to cap off a designated event and a playoff with Spieth, you know, having Cantlay in the final group, it's a it's a big deal. Um, and you know, this one there was a moment where it looks like Matt Fitzpatrick was losing his game earlier this year because of the you know the injury in his neck, little little minor slip disc. Uh, and it's really good to see him come back and healthy and see the ball speed still up there, see the distance still. Um, still staying strong and, and and it feels like the you know the work he's put in I mean he said he felt like the work he put in in the offseason was just out the window uh, but it feels like now it's it's not out the window but you know some of it really held some of it stuck um, and boy I mean the three wood that he hit on the first playoff hole and that he he wailed on that thing yeah I uh, gave it a little recoil and it was perfect so I, I love seeing it. I'm I'm really happy for him. Of course, everybody's rooting for Spieth, but Fitzpatrick's hard not to like. Hard not to root for him too. At Fitzpatrick, KP will go to number eight in the world, according to our friend Nosferatu, uh, which will be his highest ever ranking in the official world golf rankings. Uh, business is booming. It is. Uh, so I threw this out there. Well, okay. A couple of things here. One, I threw this out there during the final round. I think Matt Fitzpatrick. So, so my question was, and I'm actually interested in y'all's answers. What, what's a, what's a like sort of crazy golf take that you have that you actually kind of believe, but you're scared to say it out loud. And I think mine of late has been that Matt, I think Matt Fitzpatrick is going to be the number one player in the world at some point, which there was very sort of, uh, 
varied reaction to, we should say. A lot of people are like, yeah, of course. And a lot of people are like, you're, you're the biggest idiot. And my reasoning for that is in 10 of the last 11 years, he has improved his strokes gain number year over year. And that's so unusual. I mean, if you go all the way back to his amateur days, he was a negative, negative, negative. This is like compared to this is uh, sort of normalized at a PGA Tour level. So obviously, if you're an amateur, you're unless you're Gordon Sargent, you're going to be a negative. So negative, negative, negative. He finally gets to like sort of PGA Tour average in 2015. And then every year it's a half stroke, a half stroke, a quarter stroke, a quarter stroke. Last year he was at 1.7 strokes gain per round, which is a really good number. If you're at 2.0, that's top five player in the world type status. Now he hasn't jumped up this year yet because Greg, as Greg alluded to, like there's been injuries, there's been kind of some just, he hasn't, to me, he hasn't been super healthy. Uh, I'm interested to see if he does kind of improve on last year's 1.7 number because that's a tough number to improve on but that was that's just that's my half-baked like i think i believe this although i'm scared to say it out loud thing is that i think matt fitzpatrick will be the number one player in the world someday i have one but i don't think i should say it on air hell yeah come on it's gonna have to be it's gonna be gonna have to be an off-air one um oh that's no fun you got one patrick that's soft i don't know if i have one i mean I don't know if like I don't think Scotty Scheffler's like that good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's good enough. That's a that, take. Wait, hold yeah. on. Like, play that out for me. I just, I just don't think like he doesn't pass the eye test, but he he passes every other test. But these. These two, these two bad boys have uh, betrayed me the past fourteen months or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're throwing out crazy takes, right? Uh, and I think Xander Shoffley. If we're going on who could be number one in their career, I think Shoffley will as well. Okay, hmm. I'm trying to read through some of the um, Rick. If I just put replies. that one out there, I think you got to put yours. My see, mine's broadcast related, so I I think uh, I should yeah, hold I think I should hold on to it until, until later. Yeah, um, I'm trying to Greg, read some of these. Go ahead, Greg. Greg, do you? Well, have one? I mean, first of all, I say all my takes. I I don't. I'm not afraid to say anything. Uh, but I think I have real worries that Jordan isn't going to win another major. I I get, I, but at the same time, I could see him going on a run and rattling off three in a, in another year, but Way I don't know hedge. if he's going to win hedge. another one. Th- that's why I'm a little uh, reluctant to say it, but I have this feeling that things are just more complicated now than they've been. Now this week he seemed really calm with Grella for the most part. Um, a, a lot calmer, which I like, but I, I think things are a little complicated for Jordan now. And while it's a lot better, I'm not sure he's ever going to win another one. Speaking uh, of that friend group, is Justin Thomas the new Ricky Fowler? Just all this wow. social media presence, mixing it up during, on Twitter during the Masters. Maybe a little he, overrated. He won. He won the PGA last year. He's he's the, he's literally one of the four reigning major champions. <laughs> Maybe a little overrated. Wow. You are coming in hot, 
Fitzpatrick. That that's yeah. I think I'll take back the Scotty Scheffler one. He, <laughs> yeah, you you should be afraid to share. I'll, re- I'll rescind that offer, and in its place, I will put is Justin Thomas the new Ricky Fowler? Just you know, let it marinate. Put it in the fridge overnight. JT yeah, has 15 PGA Tour wins, including a players and two majors. And what's he going to have? Like Ricky 27 by... as a players. That's He's going to have what? 27 wins, KP, by... But don't don't bring me into this. John John says Sahith will win a major before Scheffler wins his second. <laughs> wow. Okay, hold on. I got to jump in on this Scheffler stuff because he. What did he finish this week, Rick? T eleven. He should have turned in like thirty. <laughs> he should have. He can't. He can't put it in the ocean. But people are not understanding the Scheffler thing. I went back and looked. I pulled his ball striking since January one of last year of twenty twenty two is two point oh two strokes gain. Ball. So that's just off the tee and approach play with six wins tiger in 2005, which is masters and open and four other wins. He had six wins, 2.02 ball striking. Scotty Shuffer for the last 15, uh, whatever, 16 months has been tiger in 2005, Sick. six wins, 2.02 strokes gain ball striking. Same exact, exact same numbers. Was and I think good? people, I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad. And then Patrick rolls in. He's like, I don't know, man. You know, I, I don't, he might, he might be on the corn ferry in like three years. Uh, what is it? You guys, you offered, like, you guys offered spicy takes, you know, I'm not going to give, I don't understand. The one. He, is it just his swing? He hits it inside of 10 feet on every hole. I, I can't he's, believe he's, the, he's like the best iron player in the world. Every single time I turn on the TV, I mean, it could be any any time of day. Scotty Scheffler's got a six footer for birdie. Yeah, the eye test must be on the putting surfaces. When uh, when's the last time Scotty Scheffler made a clutch putt? Well, he, he wins by five. He doesn't have to. Just saying. I mean, he won the players like like forty days ago. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Didn't hit a clutch putt though. So. I mean, for sure, he because he was up five for like the last thirty holes. Whether yeah, the drama. part of him being boring is removing drama from golf tournaments because he's yeah. so far up. Guys, I rescinded this this one. Okay? I'm on the <laughs> yeah. JT one. Yeah, you got ants in your pants right now, buddy boy. Um, ants in your pants, Johnson. <laughs> there was another one that said, "Oh boy." This one, I I don't even people. I love it when people are like un unhinged from reality uh being a lefty can shape that can shape shots and having displayed the cr- uh, clutch gene at a young age on other tours i believe Gary higo will win a green jacket at the masters is that a is that a, is that a troll or a real take i think it's real i would be willing to bet many pints of ice cream that Gary higo <laughs> is not going to win the masters all right let's do it kyle will take rory the listener gets Garrick Higo. Oh, I just get. Cool. Well, don't I get the rest of the world? You get the rest of the. It's people. just not yeah, but... not Garrick Higo. Yeah. Um, all right, gents. Let us uh, recap our best bets in our one and done. And I'm uh, unfortunately sad to say a lot of money was sold out in the one and done. Not necessarily to myself. First, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Bets, bets, bets. Show me the grid. And this is um, arguably the most painful grid we've ever oh shown. my god wow. hold on don't don't just get enamored with the amount of red on the screen because when i when i show you how how close it was you're going to be a little upset so we got we got one matchup win matt kuchar over over Corey connors uh the finishing positions scotty scheffler kyle top 10 finished 11th yeah mark, mark had ben martin top 40 finished 40 first justin oh. thomas top 20 finished one shot out of the top 20 denny mccarthy finished one shot out of the top 20 we were this is being on uh as close as you can get but on the wrong side of all of them jordan yeah, Smith winning yeah, mark jordan yeah. Smith winning Razor how did mark head. how did mark have Spieth winning and fitzpatrick in the one and done He's sick, man. He could be a time traveler. Unfair advantage on the grounds every week. <laughs> could you imagine if Mark was points. traveling? If he was, yeah, if he was traveling uh, time and the only thing he could use it on was to win one and dones? <laughs> like he can do, no, like he can't, like nothing else. His, his superpower is just winning one and dones. That'd be kind of a sad use of time traveling, quite frankly. There, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is. I think that's the joke, Greg. Yeah, good one, yeah. Greg. The uh, Patrick. It's funny you say that. The boots on the ground thing. I, I won't. I won't name the player, and it's not Victor, so we can just get that out of the way. A player was like, "Like, can I just like I should? I would be able to make so much money if I just bet. Like, I know who is hurting, who's not playing well, who's grinding. Like, there is a real boots on the ground thing that these players look at each other like this guy's got no chance." Yeah. Yeah. And it's everyone that's, I bet on. That, <laughs> that is, that is uh, that's true. Man, Scheffler not finishing in the top. I mean, he missed like five putts inside of eight feet today. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just today. I mean, he all week long, all year, all two years long. He could have won 10 times instead of six. Lost strokes putting again. Yeah. Lost a half a stroke. Lost a half a stroke putting. Finished t eleven. Only half a stroke. Okay. And, and, I mean, I mean both they're, par fives. they're just easy putts. Yeah, the par fives were both three footers on the front. Yeah, but, you know, doesn't sometimes they just don't pass the eye test. Do we have the? This uh, is Patrick. You're you're you doubling down on this is not. It's you're not helping yourself. I, you're not I already, already I already claimed this one was a joke. 
I'm on the JT Wait. one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say too. The the it's it's just a joke thing. Yeah. Uh, do we have the best? Do we have the other wagers? Our best bets. Okay, a little better here. Pizzaden Hope top forty cash. Ricky Fowler back in action. Top forty. KP Max Homa. How did Max? What what are we uh miss cut thinking about Max? Oh, we missed the cut. Yeah, not good. He's gonna partner. Uh, up. He's it, gonna partner up with Colin Morikawa next week. Yeah, I saw you got a couple of those jerseys. The Homa Homakawa. Yeah, that was a impulse purchase. That uh, when it finally showed up, I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I've done, yeah. I've, I've, I've the last, for sure. The last time I did that was like three o'clock in the morning watching the Open Championship, and I ordered a replica claret jug, and then it got here like three weeks later, and I was like, I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you ordered what? Do you do you and your wife drink wine out of like the replica claret no, jug? It doesn't even it doesn't even have an opening. That would be great. It doesn't. It doesn't not, have it's an not opening. That, no. Oh. First of all, you can get like you can get like an actual one for like fifteen hundred dollars. Luckily, I just got like the like plastic version or whatever. Not plat. I don't know what it is. Somewhere. So what does it do? I mean, it's the same size and shape as the claret jug. It just doesn't. It just doesn't have an opening that goes down into it. It's just like it, it's like sealed it's off just the top. So you can just like, I guess I could sip uh, sip like a paperweight of it. Do you and you want it? Yeah, it's actually in the. I don't know if you can see it. It's in the. It's in my backdrop, like right there. So you you just display it in your office as if you won like the junior writer or the junior <laughs> open championship or yeah, something. Yeah, except I'm the only person who ever comes in here, so I just have to convince myself of that. Ah, like, oh, that was a good week, Rick. Man, this is incredible. Can't believe yeah. you did it. So I was like, I was like, okay, well, how am I going to get a Dodgers? I'm not even a Do- I'm not a Dodgers fan at all. How am I going to get a Dodgers Homakawa jersey? So I went to Fanatics and I did a custom Homakawa 23. Ordered a couple of them and said, "All right, I'm a, I'm a genius." You know what you should do, Rick, is get a replica trophy if you pick the winner of a major. That'd be sick through your career. That could be pretty cool. You should that, start I being announced 56. as the champion golfer of the year. In your house, just you walk the in and it. and your wife's like, and, and now entering the dining room. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought? I was thinking about this this week. Have you ever thought about how bizarre it is that for the most prestigious golf tournament in the world, you get a sports coat? Yeah. Do you know why? I actually don't. I should. Uh, I don't know the full details. I was hoping you could fill me in, but it's like Bobby Joe, <laughs> Bobby Jones went to some other club or something like that. And they had yellow jackets for members. And he thought that was like the coolest thing he had ever seen in his entire life, yellow jackets. And they, and they came back and said, we need jackets. Let's, let's brainstorm. They thought about yellow. They thought about red. They thought about all this other stuff. And they went with green because it was the color of, something that he saw i think it was of a of a flower well i mean within the context of like what we do i don't think azaleas are green but uh the leaf oh gotcha within the context of what we do you're like oh yeah of course but then you step outside of it and you start thinking about it and you're like it would be so weird if they gave lebron like a sports coat for winning the nba finals (laughs) like here's your here's your leather sports coat Mr. LeBron. Right. Yeah. And and it's also like 
as you know, one of like five tournaments that give a sports coat. <laughs> like it's actually catch. It's like catching on. <laughs> it's only the beginning. <laughs> Including what the one this week. What if they get, you know, we need golfer championship rings. Imagine the designs you could get if you win you, your caddy. And that's it. I think it's also sick. I was thinking about this. There's so few people that have won. Like, think about the most um, exclusive sort of clubs in every other sport, like winning the Stanley Cup. There's so few people that have done that. Well, actually, there's like hundreds of people that have done that. There's only 56 people that have ever won the Masters. 58, 50, something like that. That's cr- that's crazy. Like how few people. I mean, uh, there's probably 56 people that were on the and were on the Chiefs roster this year that won the Super Bowl. But for to only be one of 56 people that have ever won the Masters, that's pretty wild. There might have been more yeah. people who have walked on the moon. Google it. My mouse is broken, so I can't I can't go anywhere. How many um, people have walked on the moon? Oh, three. It's not I thought it would be a lot more than this. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve? Twelve. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Did you know that? I I had a an inkling. All right. Well, that I grew up next to take. I will tell you elementary. Oh. Okay. So obviously a big difference between walking on the moon and going to space. So six hundred and twenty two people have reached Earth's orbit. Still a very small number. Like so fewer wild. people fewer people have won the Grand Slam than have walked on the moon. There you go. Nice. I, there was a stat. I don't know if it was still true, but Mariano Rivera had allowed like fewer postseason <laughs> runs than people who had walked on the moon. <laughs> wow. Just insane. I love stuff like that. It's so good. Exactly. I, too, have allowed fewer postseason <laughs> runs than that people true? that have walked on the moon. So he's, played, he's been in the postseason like 20 times. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to delay the inevitable. Um, yeah, it's not good. The one and done results. Just show them, Josh, I guess. Yeah. yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. So, Greg, first off, great selection. You chose Patrick Cantlay. You got $1.38 million. You are closer to Patrick than you have ever been, but you're still going to feel a little sour about this result, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I picked... The guy who comes in solo third and what is this? Half the board beats me. Yeah. And, and I'm lone wolf. I'm, I mean, I was fired up that nobody else took Patrick Cantlay. So I, I am going to actually make some moves this week and look at me now still in the cellar. It's yeah. just, all, it's you guys are good. Imagine how excited you would have been on Tuesday. If I said you have Patrick Cantlay by yourself, he's going to earn 1.3 million. You would have just been like, doing cartwheels in your house yeah i was kind of expecting you know what three times that but pretty happy with it i mean i don't want to get greedy i'll take a top three he's good for a top three here devastating devastating patrick terrell hatton that was worth two hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. you fend off greg for now you make up a little bit of ground on kyle you have crested the six million dollar mark uh, we are officially in panic mode uh, in the McDonald <laughs> camp. Uh, we're firing the GM, cleaning out the entire front office. We got to bring in new blood, figure something out. The only good thing we have going for us is 
unlimited cap room pretty much with all the big boys still left to play. Uh, but being down nearly $9 million at this point with May on the horizon, I am shaking in my boots. This is this is like Spieth running off at the Open that one year and getting the putting mirror out after he missed a you know two footer in the third round. That's that's where you're at right now. You're running off the off the 18th green, sprinting. Yep. Is that yep. the night that he took his putter home with him? <laughs> yeah, and, and kept it in the slept slept with it in bed or something like that. Yeah. Well, he he they showed him showing up to the Open the next day with. Just like the just the putter, yeah. <laughs> like where's <laughs> the rest of the bag? <laughs> so sociopathic behavior, just completely absurd. Uh, KP, I have to announce that you got zero dollars from Max Hope. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, you know, you can't you can't put up a zero in the elevated events. I, I don't understand how Mark has picked three elevated winners so far. Time travel with an asterisk. It's crazy. Uh, it, it is an asterisk. Let's not never forget that portion of it. But it's it it, it really is crazy to to have done that. Um, you know, you always love to see somebody who just is like desperate to win actually win. So that's always fun. Sia <laughs> Najad and I had Victor Hovland, which I can tell you felt a lot better on Thursday night than it did on Sunday night because I was counting my $3.6 million. And when you go out and shoot, Oh boy. 78, 71 on the weekend, Greg, that is uh, not a recipe for $3.6 million. He finished T 59. It was officially worth $44,800. No, I mean, 78, 71 might've been pretty good in like the, you know, 19, 1917 U S open. Um, yeah. but it, it, that's not good now. Uh, who won, I, I who won the 1917 us? I, I don't know. I should have said 1913. One of Sneed's bogus wins. I'm yeah. going to find out for you. I, uh, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll get if 17. <laughs> Wait, what, what year did you say? 1917. And they probably didn't have it. That was world war one, right? Yeah. So oh, that might've been not played. Yeah. It, it, that is correct. Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I should have said 13. MC. An MC from the Archduke. Maybe Not, a DQ. Greg DQ. Picked, WD. Greg, Greg picked one w, of only. WD. Yeah. Greg picked one of only Next. two years in which it was canceled. Wow. That's incredible. I had another one in my mind. Which one were you thinking of? 1913. No, that doesn't but, count. Pick a different one. Uh, um, 1912. Okay, nineteen twelve. Who was Harry? What Harry Varden? Uh, nope. It was an American, and it was his second U.S. Open, nineteen twelve. Oh. oh, I know who it is from Philadelphia. <clears throat> he Stick caddied up. at Aronimink. Is it the redhead in the greatest game ever? Played yeah, that that's who I, that, That's who it is. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It I is. can't think of his name. I can't either. Yeah, his name is John McDermott. Ah, McDermott. Now. 78-71, Greg, you think that would have been good enough? Let's see. Uh, well, yeah, it would have been because he opened up 74-75, so that's 149. 78-71, let me spoil for you, 149. It would have been good enough. Yeah. 
pretty good. Um, all right. So that is, but not good for Victor this week. That's no. too bad. That's got to be a little fatigue. That's the only way he shoots 78. Uh, is it though? I, I don't. I, I, yeah, it, it could be. Certainly. He's also playing. Is he playing next week? No. I guess I was thinking of uh, Cantlay is playing next week. I, you know, it was interesting. I, I read his comments. Rick and I talked about this, I think, on Thursday about how he just mismanaged the golf course at Augusta National last week, got too greedy. I, I don't know if that – I didn't see anything from him talking about this week, but I I don't know. Like, I, I, I would love to see him just kind of own a week, go wire to wire, lights out, finish, start to finish, close it out. Obviously, that's a lot easier for me to say than it is for him to, to achieve, to do, but he's that level of player to me, and you just – you don't want to see somebody Charlie Hoffman stuff all the time where you lead on Thursday night and then it's just fade, 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 fade. And I realized he was kind of in it at the masters, but um, I don't know. It's a little, I don't, he, I think there's another step for Victor to take over the next year or two. Fingers crossed for him. Indeed. The fans and Kyle M good one. Jordan Spieth, 2.1 million. The fans go to 9.3. They are in fourth uh, by a pretty significant gap. Kyle M., who has been on fire, is at 9.5 million. And Kyle M. has now made – actually, how about this? He got the um, he got the first cut bump, KP. Before he met us. <laughs> don't, don't give us credit for this. <laughs> Before he wore that big hat. He got he earned two hundred eighty eight thousand dollars in five starts. Since then, he has earned nine point two million in ten starts. That's crazy. Wow. That's that's insane. That's more than me, Sia, Patrick, and Greg have earned in all of our starts. That's right. Yes. I mean, you're talking. He's he's within a million dollars of what the real lead. You called the real lead ten for million? sure. Yeah, that's the real lead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, let's talk. Mark, Mark's like Jimmy Walker right now. At the <laughs> Mark, let's talk about my just collapse. I I picked the winner in the first event, and I've made what was the first one like two point seven or something. Two point seven million. That is correct. And you've made three point eight since. That's not good. I was leading after week one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if we had the broadcast, the lines of your trend, you'd be shot out of the gate early, and then yeah, not not a drop drop from coverage officially going into May. <laughs> uh, Mark picked Matt Fitzpatrick. He got the full three point six million. He's at four, he's at fourteen point five. It's it's kind of a nonsense. Like he hasn't been playing good, but, but he vacationed here since age six. You know, which did, is like not even a real this? thing. It's not a real thing. But Mark knew. What uh? What's the plan for next week's one and done? What's historically? I I think last year, Greg, you probably remember this because I I think I used like Chris Kirk and somebody. We required you to burn both golfers. Yes, we did that last year. It's really tough. So if you used one of them, you can't use that team? That is correct, Patrick. 
Mm. Okay. Good enough. Uh, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll end on this just real, real quick, just to kind of wet, wet everybody's whistle for next week. Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, uh, will be playing together. Colin Morikawa, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, and Sam Burns. Matt Fitzpatrick will be with brother Alex Fitzpatrick, Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim, Sahith and Justin Suh. I'm just kind of going through some of the notables here. Kurt Kitayama, Taylor Montgomery. This is the Zurich Classic. They will alternate between four ball and four sums. You will see guys on 59 watch on Thursday and Saturday, and you will see guys trying to break par in alternate shot on Friday and Sunday. It is a fun little event, and it happens next week. Tough and one and done, but it's a good event. I, li- I like it. It's a it turns out to be fun when you get a couple of good good teams in there. I think we said you burn both golfers, but you get both shares of the money. So it's like 1.1 or something like that to the winner. But I think then if you pick the winner, you get 2.2. Like you burn both, you get both. Okay. I'm fine with that, but I'm not sure we did that last year. We, gotta yeah, check we did some variation of that. I, I don't know that we got both shares of the... Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to decide right now? Uh, Let's do that. I like that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's fair. I mean, if you burn, burn both, both, get both. Burn both, get both. Cool. Yeah, that's good. All right. Any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here? Uh, elevated events have rocked. They've been so good. I mean, as it turns out, if you put all your best players into the same tournaments, that's that's good for entertainment. You know what we should do? Change them. Do something different next year. They've been so good. <laughs> They've been perfect. Why are we changing them? I keep forgetting that. It's a good call, Rick. Uh, boy. Anything else? Going once, going twice. Speed's going to win the Open. Oh, boy. Might win the PGA, too. Wow. That would make last, my take look pretty bad. Last uh, <laughs> T3 at Bethpage in 19, you know? Same state. Something brewing. Same state. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. That'll do it. Big thanks to producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. We'll be back for the Zurich Classic Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for all that fun stuff. Patrick McDonald available at Amateur Status. Greg Ducharme available at The Real GFD. Kyle Porter available at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.